Hello, friends. Gosh, I have missed you. Welcome to I Have Been Through Some Shit, the podcast. My name is Dawn, and I, like you, have been through a lot of shit. I am a narcissistic and domestic abuse survivor. And in order to combat my fears, I decided I was going to learn every single thing there was to learn about narcissism. I have taken a little break through the month of July. I'm currently working on season three, which is going to be very good. And today I'm going to bring you a mini cast. Today's topic is going to be things that makes the narcissist miserable. And this is going to be part one of a two episode mini cast. So um, I took off the month of July because a lot of times I get triggered recording the podcast and I have to kind of step back, breathe, understand that um, I'm speaking from a place where um, I'm safe, I'm grounded, I'm no longer in these situations. I'm just bringing you the information and telling my story behind it so that you know that you are not alone because you are not alone. And as we all know, when you educate yourself, knowledge is power. And that's what the podcast is about. So, Without further ado, today's mini cast, How to Make a Narcissist Miserable. All of this information I got from Kim Saeed. You can find her on um, pretty much all platforms. Um, I know that she has a YouTube channel, she's on Pinterest. You can pretty much find her anywhere. Just Google Kim Saeed. She is a wonderful narcissist abuse recovery coach. So, in just a moment, we will get started with some of the things that make the narc miserable. Stay tuned. Okay, you might hear the trash truck outside because I'm in my office, which my office is my closet. All you guys know that who have been with me for a little while. I just have the best acoustics in here. I don't know what to say. So I'm sitting in a closet. There you go. There's a little behind the scenes, which I actually get obsessed about behind the scenes things. I don't know if you guys like, you know, behind the scenes things for like, you know, films and television shows. Like, I just love that stuff. So here I am in my closet. The trash truck is outside. How much more real can you get, right? All right. So have you ever wondered what makes a narcissist miserable or afraid? Well, let's get started. So number one, lack of acknowledgement, love, validation, and admiration, right? This pretty much makes sense, doesn't it? So they need constant approval to maintain their sense of worth. They do this by stealing the energy of other people to feel good about themselves. This is why if you're involved with these people, you feel depleted. You know, you just feel vacant and void if you've been in a long-term relationship with these people. And as we know, much like toddlers, negative attention also fuels their fire because negative attention is still attention. So uh, sometimes they even like it better. So lack of acknowledgement is a real threat to them. Indifference to them 
is even more of an issue than hatred because they can't stand it when no one pays attention to them, right? We know this is true. All right, moving on. Number two, when people speak facts or when people spit facts at them. Boy, they hate facts. Have you ever paid attention to how a narcissist speaks? They use excessive, long-winded language. They skew reality to meet their view. And they believe that their truth is the truth. When you speak facts instead of using your emotions, they uh, understand that they do not have the upper hand. They hate when people challenge them with facts. They'll usually retaliate with arguing and going into hysterics, much like toddlers do. And of course, this is a childish response, which shows that they feel out of control. So I'm going to say that again. When they have their childish responses, this is them feeling out of control kind of like a toddler not getting their way. They hate facts because they are always lying and hiding things. So speaking factually really throws them off their game. Facts, not emotion. And that's hard to do, as we all know. Number three, oh, this is a big one, authority. They don't want to answer to anyone other than themselves. Because they detest authority, they usually have all kinds of problems at work, school, with law and court, law enforcement, um, home life, um, in their marital lives, anything. If you're you know, going to hold them accountable for anything. They are combative and unfit in professional environments, in pretty much in any environment, let's be honest here. These people can't follow basic directions without becoming volatile. Because if you're holding them accountable, then that means, you know, that they have done something wrong. And since they're never wrong, now we've created a narcissistic injury. And now that we're upset, we're going to throw a fit, hit, Um, punch, spit, yell, um, call names, like whatever we're going to do to make the other person back down. Number four, being told no. Oh, now listen, I'm told no all the time. Like nobody ever has a problem telling me no. But if you try and tell one of these people no, here's what's going to happen. So this is going to top their list. They can usually manipulate their way into getting what they want. And, of course, a lot of times they'll use fear, which I did another podcast on. And you can go back and um, listen to that one. It's called Fear Factor. Uh, they uh, They don't care about your feelings. And telling them no and being adamant about standing in your position causes them very angry reactions and it awful, it also confuses them. So you know that when they get angry, they're confused, they fear, feel out of control, uh, and this confusion is going to uh, make them retaliate with like what? All the things that they do, um, screaming, yelling, hitting, um, calling names, um, you know, breaking things, I mean, whatever they do. Sometimes all those things in, in you know, one uh, instance in my, uh, in what things that I've gone through, it's crazy. Number five, implementing consequences. Now, look, it's like 
you do something and you have consequences for the things that you do. It's it's life. But boundaries for them are met in three ways. So either they're going to dismiss you completely and they're going to act like you didn't even have the conversation, which is gaslighting because we know we had the conversation. Right. We've had this conversation. They'll be like, I don't even know what you're, what you're talking about. We've never had this conversation. You're going to say we had it yesterday. It was two thirty. I was eating a peanut butter and jelly. I had some Lay's chips. I had a Diet Coke and we had the conversation. You stood uh, by the back door. I sat um, at the kitchen table and it took about 15 minutes. The dog was barking and they'll go, um, I don't even know what you're talking about. We never had that conversation. Are you crazy? Why are you making these things up? Right? Come on now. We've been through these things. They're going to promise to change, but not change. Oh, that's great. I promise, you know, I'll never do it again. I'm so, so sorry. Um, you know, I, I know that I need help. I know that I need to have some things to fix. And then you're going to go, okay, you know, but you just really hurt me. I really don't want that to happen again. And then what happens? Well, it happens a week later. So, you know, they're not going to change anything. They're not going to do anything to make themselves better or to change the problem. Um, they're just going to tell you what you want to hear. So you'll shut the fuck up and move on, right? Or this is the most fun. They're going to react with their intense rage, their fits, their threats, or their violence. I mean, I don't have to go into this, do I? I mean, it that pretty much speaks for itself. It is what it is. It's like dealing with an adult toddler that cannot handle their body, their emotions, their words. Um, it's just like exactly what it is. Um, and I'll never forget... Um, one time, I, you know, where were you? I mean, I've been calling you. I was worried. I don't know where you've been. And that was just met with extreme, just shut the fuck up. Don't worry about it. Why didn't you take out the trash? This place is a mess. You're so lazy, stupid, selfish. Um, You know, I, <laughs> all because I was worried because I couldn't reach him and it was getting late at night and well he didn't like me holding him accountable so I become all of these things the house is a mess I'm selfish ugly stupid fat whatever the situation just so I'll shut up and leave him alone and let him do his business right so they can't ex um they cannot take consequences they can't see what they're doing is wrong no matter what it is and even if they could they just don't care this is why they act disproportionately to any type of boundary. And because of this, many people just simply give up trying to set boundaries with narcissists. Because how many times have you avoided setting a boundary or calling them out on their behavior because, quote unquote, that's just how they are? Mm -hmm. I know, right? I know, I know, I know. Let's all take a breather. Okay, so... The last one, well, wait a minute. No, I think I've got one more after this. Hang on a second. I got to flip my pages. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Losing at anything. Eh, they can't stand to lose. I mean, even the person that I was involved with uh, in a marital relationship, he, if we drove any place separately, he would have to race me to the venue, even if it was like anywhere. He had to get there first. <laughs> oh, God. 
All right. So uh, if, you know, they lose, they're going to what are they going to do? We know what they're going to do. They're going to claim that the person in charge is incompetent. They will attempt to defame the winner of whatever the card game, uh, you know, the base, the 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 basketball um, game in the cul-de-sac, like whatever. They're going to insist they let the other win. I mean, come on. Of course. They're going to refuse to acknowledge that they lost. And they're just going to act like they won. And, I mean, you'll see this in court cases. You'll see this. They might even tell everybody, like, after you left them, that, no, they left you. And that's when the the smear campaign will start. Right? Other thing, public humiliation. This is the ultimate. Since their ego is so fragile— If they think that someone's making fun of them, they're going to go ballistic. Um, If they are not perceived the expert or the authority in public, they're going to make violent threats, attempt to one up. They're going to scream, yell. They might just walk away. They're going to laugh it off in public, but they're going to come back for you later because everybody knows they are wonderful in public, but they are monsters in private. And they're going to make up lies about the real experts. Mm, that's part one of the things that make a narcissist miserable. Stay tuned because I'm going to be right back and we're going to wrap this mini cast up. So this has been part one of the little mini cast. I'm going to do part two. I probably will do that within the next few days. Like I said, I am working on season three right now. Um, I have changed some of the episodes that um, I wanted to do. I've changed around several times. If you follow me on TikTok, which is at Survivor Nation, or on Instagram at Ben Through It, Ben underscore through T H R U underscore it. You know that I am a huge proponent um, and advocate for family court reform. So I do have a few things going on with that. I think that I will do. An episode or maybe two episodes I think it will take in season three to dive deeper into the family court um, issue. Um, so, but you can follow me right now on both of those social platforms um, to see kind of what's going on um, in my world with that. Um, and I just think it's important that even though uh, you feel alone, uh, you guys, you are not alone. You're never alone. You're not crazy. Um, they want you to think that you're crazy because you figured them out. So if you have figured them out, congratulations, because you are beginning your healing journey. And it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not linear. If you take five steps forward and four steps back, you still are one step ahead. So uh, get in with a therapist that um, 
specializes in narcissistic and domestic abuse. They are out there. Um, Google people in your area. Additionally, also for your children, you can find um, people that uh, specialize with adolescents and um, get your minds right. Um, I always say that narcissistic abuse really is, it is an abuse of the mind. Yes, there is domestic violence involved in a lot of cases with men and women. Um, I know very well that men suffer in silence as much as women do. And through the podcast, I have had men reach out to me. Um, And I stand with you and I stand beside you. I see you and I believe you. And that's why I am here. And that's why this community is here. So thank you for listening to this part one of the mini cast. What uh, makes the narcissist miserable, but also understand that the narcissist is always miserable. You will go on, you will heal, you will uh, survive and you will go on to thrive. That's what makes them the most miserable because inside they're continually miserable. They will never be happy. They will not be happy with new supply. Um, No one can make them happy. Um, and remember, don't reach out to the new supply because they think you're crazy, but don't, don't, don't be surprised if one day you get a phone call from that, that supply going, what the fuck, right? So, um, but in the meantime, you can catch up on seasons one and two. And like I said, um, season three is coming within the next few weeks. So thank you. And remember, you are never alone. Again, my name is Dawn. Thank you for listening to I Have Been Through Some Shit, the podcast. And I will see you soon.